All gas, no brake. Waggy sauce, Gardner. The moniker around them. That's not the same old Jets. Oh, listen, thank you. I don't know about slaying the dragon. Maybe it's becoming the dragon. That that uh, Super Bowl three trophy is looking a little lonely. We're, we're all taking receipts on all the people who continually mock and, and say that we ain't going to do anything. I'm taking receipts. I'm going to be more than happy to share them with all of y'all when it's all said and done. Well, guys, we're back with another episode of the Jets Way Podcast. Schedule release reaction, a little bit of a belated reaction, but uh, we're here, Jacob Lorenzo. Bro, basketball's over. Mets, I told you we're we're going nowhere fast. <laughs> How are we doing? Um, a little sad for the sports for the sports teams. Um, yeah, the Mets are a lost cause at this point. I've just accepted that. Yeah, they're um, done. <laughs> but, you know, at least the Knicks made a nice little run. I definitely no complaints for them. But other than that, I'm doing well. Got to get rid of Randall. That that's definitely not for nothing, but um, definitely another star at the Garden is needed. I don't. Yeah. I think it's a proven. It's it's not Randall. But we'll see. We'll see indeed. We'll see. We'll see. So Jets schedule came out uh, for those who are living under a rock. We're going to go not game by game. We're going to just do little quadrants and discuss some things that stand out to us and some takeaways. So let's start off with games before the bye. So the Jets open up the season on prime time. One of what? Six prime time games for the Jets this year. At home yep. on 9-11 against the heated rivalry with the Buffalo Bills on Monday Night Football. Then on a short week, they head to Dallas for a 4-30 game on CBS. I'm sure Tony Romo just can't wait to call that game. And then Bill Belichick comes to town. We'll talk about that, obviously. And then there's the Sunday Night Primetime game. The Jets are back on Sunday Night Football against Patrick Mahomes at MetLife Stadium. Then they head out to Sean Payton and Russell Wilson in Denver. And right before the bye, they host the NFC champions, the Philadelphia Eagles. What are the takeaways here before that bye? I mean, I'll be honest. Um, definitely the harder part of the schedule is before the bye. We're facing the two teams that were just in the Super Bowl, <laughs> um, as long as, you know, as, as well as the the Buffalo Bills and, and, and Dallas Cowboys, who are, are both playoff teams. So um, definitely the harder part of the schedule is is before the bye. But um, as long as we stay above water, you know, don't, you know, go winless or anything crazy like that. I think um, that'll just put us in a good, good, good position to um, finish off the season strong and hopefully, you know, clinch, clinch a playoff seed and, and things like that. Uh, so let me just preface these comments here. This team needs to win. I mean, th th there's some oh, Jet 100%. fans that are like, oh, well, three and three, worst case scenario. No, no, no. This team needs to go four and two before the bye. There, there, there's no margin for error here with this schedule. You can't have a two and four stretch with this schedule. It, that's not going to cut it in the AFC. It's too competitive. And this team was put together to win and win fast. And this team was like this was put together for a team that was seven and four at one point last year. You're supposed to be the missing link if you're Aaron Rodgers. So there's no excuses here. I need four wins. And starting off with the Buffalo Bills on Monday Night Football, 
That is a must win football game. You can't, we cannot lose that game on Monday night at home against a heated rival team that we can't stand. We beat them last year at MetLife Stadium with Zach Wilson. There is no excuses for this team not to show up on Monday night football and win that game. They have to win that game at home. Cut and dry. No margin for error. You must beat them. And then I look at the New England Patriots. We have to beat them too. They've been kicking our asses for 14 straight games. I want, And it's not just beating them. We got to kick the ever-living shit out of the New England Patriots at MetLife Stadium. We're going to most likely be there. More details to come on, on that group outing. But no, no, no. We, we're scoring. We need to score at least 50 on the Patriots. Like they, winning and just getting by is not enough. Like we got to stick it to them. All right. All they've done to us for 14 years, running up the score, the robbery that took place last year with Franklin Myers. And then I can still imagine Michael Carter running at us at the stadium with the ball in his hands and then thinking the Jets were going to the playoffs. Don't even get me started with that. And then Bel- Belichick sticking up the Jets rear ends again in the draft, trading down with the Steelers when we were going to take the tackle out of Georgia. So we got to kick their asses into the next millennium. There's no way we need we should be losing that game. No way. And then I look at it, bro. I want to beat the Eagles. I mean, the Jets have never beaten the Eagles in their franchise history. So there's going to be a lot of firsts here that I'm hoping for in this first little section of our games. We haven't won on Monday night. or Excuse me. We haven't won on week one since Monday night, Darnold's rookie year. Haven't won at at home on week one since 2015, never beaten the Eagles, and we haven't beaten the Patriots for 14 straight games. It's this. There's no excuses here. We need to change all three of those things, bare minimum. Yeah, no, I mean, I, def- I definitely agree with you there. I think um, obviously the, the divisional games are super key, especially early early part in the year. But um, no, with the, with, the, with the addition of Aaron Rodgers, I think we're, we should be in every single one of these games um, with a chance to win, and and that's what we got him for was to elevate this team, elevate this franchise. So, um, definitely, definitely big keys on that. I, I mean, listen, it's the Chiefs and the Eagles. Those are probably our well, not probably. Those are our two toughest games, um, on the schedule. But if we could beat one of those teams, um, I think that'll that'll definitely show, um, not only the division and conference, but just the world that like you know the Jets are our our team to beat this year. Yeah, I, I'm so sick and tired of of dealing with. Belichick, man, I, I the, Bel- those three games, I just I can't stress enough. And it would also be nice to beat the Chiefs, too, on Sunday night football. So we need to find a way to win at least four of these games. There, there's no three and three. And there is for sure no two and four to start off the year. No, <laughs> bro, please. Two and four. Forget about it. So uh, a little thing to shout out here. Also, I think that game in Denver will be tough. Because uh, it's tough playing there. Obviously, last year what happened with Brees Hall. I don't know how good Sean Payton's going to be with Denver. We see these legendary coaches all the time go to these destinations after their previous successful destination. They're not that good. It hasn't been that the returns haven't been great. Like Gruden was pretty abysmal with the Raiders when he went back there. McCarthy in Dallas, not the greatest. He still has a lot of those issues with game management, and we don't really see the um. You know, he's not a Super Bowl winning coach that he was. He was better in Green Bay. He hasn't really been great in Dallas. They're they're ready to fire him at any <laughs> at any given yeah. moment. So it hasn't been great um, for Hall of Fame coaches going back and and doing it at a second stop. I'm not sure if uh, Wilson can play either. Still, we he, he looked pretty shot last year. So 
interesting situation to monitor in Denver, but there's no excuses for the Jets to really lose that game either as well with Rodgers at the helm. So after the bye, there is the Giants, which is technically a road game. Jets play 10 games this year on the road. Then the Chargers on Monday night football, the Raiders on Sunday night football, and then at the Buffalo Bills there, first four out of the bye. Not 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 easy, but not like a gauntlet, I would say. Yeah, no, I I mean I definitely listen, like I said before, like, you know, with Aaron Rodgers and, and obviously health on our side, I think we have a chance to beat any single one of these teams. It's just, you know, putting together game plans and you know, everything like that. But no, definitely after the bye, you know, like like you said, it's not a very hard schedule. You know, there's two games at MetLife, three on the road. I mean, three um, technically on the road, but going out out, out west um, to Las Vegas, um, Sunday night football, uh, obviously that that that's a situation to monitor, to monitor as well. But um, if we can listen, if we can go 2-0 against the Buffalo Bills, that'll, that'll be nice. But um, definitely got to take care of business at home. Yeah, they have to beat the Giants too this year. Yeah, they have to beat the Giants to have the Giants were in the playoffs last year. Giants are always seen as this model franchise. I'm not saying that they're not. Also, but I just want to point that out there. If you want to become a first class franchise and a team where you you don't want to be the same old Jets anymore, you cannot lose to the New York Giants. Basically, in your home building, even though it's not a Jet home game, but it's at the building you play in. You have Aaron Rodgers, and also you have a bye to prepare for this football game. You cannot lose that game out of the bye. So uh, Salah and company, you get the guys ready to go. And then you have a, a little bit of an extended week for, for the Chargers. I mean, the Jets are staying in New York. They get a break here where they're staying there from October 15th to no- November 6th, and they don't no. depart for Las Vegas probably until what, like the Saturday. Tenth? Yeah, like a Friday or Saturday. They're at home for pretty much a month. That's good catch. That's that's good, whereas the Giants got really banked with their schedule. I mean, I think they have like seven out of ten games on the road to start off the year. They have to go to like San Francisco on a short week. They have some tough, brutal in Seattle, I'm pretty sure, they have to go to too early in the season on a little bit of a shorter week as well, but the Monday night turnaround. So uh, Jets are staying in the, the state of New Jersey for – almost a month so can't complain there yeah no that that that's a very good point i didn't even realize that um especially with the the tech the, the technical road game at the giants but no that's that's definitely um hopefully that's a, a good part of our schedule hopefully we get a couple wins in there you know get some home cooking <laughs> um and things like that but um no definitely like you said definitely definitely winnable games for sure on on the on that part of the schedule Jets have to play better at home, too, this year. It seemed like last year they played better on the road, especially earlier in the season, oh, yeah, right? Yeah. Good wins in Cleveland, good wins in Denver, Pittsburgh. Uh, Pittsburgh, yep. Those are Green Bay they went to and won, yeah. and then they were losing games like to Mac Jones and the Patriots at home. So they have to play better at home this year. Hopefully the, the quarterback play will be a big catalyst to that. So uh, the Jets go – they stay on the road after the Raiders. They go to Buffalo. 4.30 game on CBS. Tony Romo is already on his knees probably for that game uh, against Josh Allen. So they, they go there. They come back home for a solid three weeks in a row. The Jets are at home actually for the next one, two, three. Yeah, three weeks where they play the Dolphins on that primetime 
Black Friday game where the Jets are trying to play on it. I actually like that if the Jets were to have that. Is it? I like that. I understand. I saw a lot of Jet fans not really too thrilled with that idea. Wouldn't it be nice to have some type of tradition with this franchise? So, I, 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 no complaints old, there. Yeah, on no a, complaints for me. <laughs> yeah, on a Friday, I like that. I, I really do. Um, so the Jets will play Tua, who we think will be starting then, but we know how that always goes. So. I think Mike White will be starting that game for well, and Mike White gets hurt too a lot. So we might even see Yeah, we might see Skylar Thompson <laughs> too. Uh so they, they play Tua and the Dolphins with the with the star next to it. Then they still stay at home against the Atlanta Falcons, one of the rare one o'clock games on a Sunday at MetLife Stadium this year. And then they stay at home against the Houston Texans. I mean, this is kind of the softer part of their schedule, I would say, from you get you're done playing that game against Buffalo. You you have Miami at home. And then from then on, the Jets are not playing a team that made the playoffs last year. So, you know, a, a, after the Dolphins, that is. And the Dolphins really did they really make the playoffs last year? I mean, come on. We gave now. it to him. We gave it to him. We we gave it to him. So <laughs> after that Buffalo game, I'm not seeing a team that made the playoffs last year outside of Miami, if we really want to get technical. Yeah, no. And um, after Buffalo, especially, I mean, against uh, against the Commanders on Christmas Eve, that's a, that's a good game. I wouldn't sleep on Cleveland. Um, I think they're a surprise team in the AFC, especially on a short week um, at Cleveland. That could be a, a tough game in Week 17. But other than that, I think, you know, each of those are winnable games and, and games that we should be in. Um, and like you said, we have two we have parts of our schedule where we're home for a month or, or three weeks straight. Um, ho- hopefully we we play a lot better at home this year, obviously with the addition of quarterback, you hope we're a little bit more prepared on offense. I, I think we were a little slack on offense at home um, last year. So um, that that's, that's the really good parts of our schedule for sure. The Jets should have the playoffs wrapped up for the most part by December, but by, by after that Falcons game or Texans game, that's it. The Jets should not be having to worry about making the playoffs. It should be about winning the division after well, that. For- Hopefully not. Yeah. Hopefully we're we're focused on on bigger things than just making the playoffs. Yeah. No, for me, it, they better be focused on more things than just making the playoffs in December. We need to be <laughs> listen, th- bro, this team needs to win 12 games this year. At bare minimum, they need to win 12 games. I'm not playing around here. They need to win at least tw- 12 wins, win the division. That needs to be the expectation this year. There's no, oh, let's win nine games and maybe make the playoffs. No, no, no. Like if that is who's the quarterback of this team? Is it? <laughs> Maybe if Zach Wilson was still the quarterback, but you don't just get Aaron Rodgers and make all these improvements, and you don't just have this defense that played so great last year to just squeak into the playoffs. That's not cutting it. I want to see a home playoff game this year, period. That needs to be the goal. There's none of the – There's there's no compromising here. Home playoff game, division title. That is the bare minimum for this year. No, I'm I mean, serious. You're, you're 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 hitting it right in the head there. I think um, you know, those are my expectations as well. You, you don't make these moves to to just sneak sneak in. Um, but yeah, man, I, I'm excited for the year. I think I think this is finally the year that, you know, we finally host a playoff game and and hopefully get to the uh hopefully hopefully clinch a, a playoff berth by uh by at least that Texans game, at least. Yeah, I mean, look, they they have the Texans at home uh, on the 10th of December, then they go to Miami, which isn't necessarily the easiest to play, easiest place to play in, but it's in mm-hmm. December. It, it shouldn't be that bad. I mean, I'm sure the I think the players wouldn't be too upset by having to go to the warmer weather in this the month of December. So then they have the, the Commanders on uh, Christmas Eve, the Browns on the short week, and then to just cap off the season, 
wouldn't it be just so fitting if that was Belichick's last game in New England and we just go there and we just stick a 45 burger on him? I would that, just, oh. That would be beautiful. That would be poetic. Oh. Poetic justice. Poetic justice. I would just, I would love every freaking second of it. That's that's the Jets' schedule this year, man. Uh, I, I don't, you know how I feel. It, it's division title or not good enough. Period. Yeah, I mean, listen, we we do play in the AFC East, which is notoriously, at least for the past couple of years, a, a very competitive division. But um, I think our eyes have to be set on on the biggest goals, like actually like we're, we're <laughs> this isn't time to just sneak in and, and sneak by i think it's um obviously worst case scenario you want to make the playoffs whatever but i think our expectation and goal should be um for bigger and higher this year agreed so just want to drift away from the schedule i'm sure we'll be talking more about the schedule and the matchups i want to talk more about this quinn and williams thing and you know how i feel bro when i <laughs> when i start seeing guys get on the twitter and start saying things that are not in their job title I I have to start off with this. I mean, Brees Hall, you're not the GM. Quinnen Williams, you're not the GM. Like Quincy Williams, you're not. These guys, you're not the GM. I don't understand why they need to take it to the internet to get their point across. What what good is that doing? I, I just, I don't understand it. And I see in Cincinnati, Joe Burrow is talking about getting other guys paid and worrying about the bigger picture. You see him out there parading around and uh, going all you know, nuts with his contract negotiations. Granted, it's a different position. I understand that. But still, what are we doing here? I I hate that. We just got the franchise quarterback that we've been starving for after having to suffer through last year. You got two years left on your deal, essentially. What are we doing here? It's not even like we're in training camp yet. I don't like it. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a little, I think that's the new day and age of athletes and especially football. I think Darius Slay did something similar where, he was kind of po- posting his goodbyes from the Eagles, and then they give him an extension. So it's kind of just, at least for me, I, I didn't take it as, um, or I'm not, um, I'm not worrying about their contract situation. I think he's gonna end up getting paid, um, and end up staying here. It's just, it's a little early, and like you said, it's, it's, a, it's a great day to be a Jet fan, and um, the last thing we want is is any negative stories um coming coming our way. So, um, yeah, I, I think he'll ultimately get paid. It's it's kind of this that that whole. Uh, new generation of athletes where it's, you know, posting on social media. And I saw that he changed his Twitter bio, whatever the case may be. I- I'm not really taking it um, that seriously at the moment. Um, we still have him under contract for, I believe, the next two years. So he's going to be playing. If not, he'll he'll end up losing money. So it's it's really just that that kind of situation. But I I'll, I'll think, you know, once once the Jets and Aaron Rodgers kind of figure out their contract situation, I think that's when uh, Quinnen will get paid. Yeah, I just I hate the vibes, bro. I hate the timing of it. And I think I'm not saying Quentin Williams is a bad player. Please do, do not take this the wrong way. But we've been investing in the defensive side of the ball, bro. My whole life. I'm not sitting here losing sleep at night for a defensive tackle not getting paid. It'll get done. I'm confident, it'll get, yeah, Douglas. It'll get it'll get done. <laughs> and if it's not getting done, it is a number that is so absurd that we should not be worried about this. And and Douglas will proceed accordingly and uh, trust Douglas. I think fans are just wanting things to complain about. The Jets have Aaron Rodgers on the roster. I'm not sitting here complaining about a defensive tackle in the month of May. It's not even Memorial Day yet. Let's get to training camp. Let's figure it out there. Let Quinnen go on his little tirade and 
I, whatever he's doing on social media. I would love if these players understood they're not the GM, though. I, if, if Quinnen wants to complain about his money, fine. That's the new day and age we live in. I don't like it, but I mean, these guys that that are all complaining about the, you know, not complaining, but they're making comments on the roster. If you want to recruit guys to come to the Jets, fine. That's the type of culture we want here. We want to be a destination. We don't need people thinking they're the GM, though. Like, no, no, no. Yeah. That's got to end with this whole extend this guy, extend that guy, extend. No, no, no. The GM will do what's best for the team. That guy will get his money from somewhere, and that's it, and move on. I, I don't like it. I, I just, I hate that type of vibe. This is supposed to be good vibes only. And if you're Joe Douglas, listen, you are trying to become a first-class organization. You're trying to change the narrative around here. You need to get the deal done. But it's not like this is a week before the season and the deal hasn't gotten done. So I'm not complaining. So people need to relax and let Joe Douglas do the great job that he's been doing with this team. So that's it. That's it. It would be nice if we get our first-round pick signed before training camp. It seems like the last (laughs) couple of years. We've been one of the last team last teams with somebody getting signed, but still, uh, I, I'm I'm referring to uh, deferring to Joe Douglas on this one, and uh, we we've just come too far to be worried about defensive tackles before Memorial Day. Yeah, no, I I definitely agree with that, and I, I think Quinn will get his money. I think he's I think this situation will be handled, <laughs> um, pro- definitely before training camp. I, I don't have any worries about that. Um, but yeah, man, it's, it's a great day to be a Jets, great day and age to be a Jets fan. I just, I don't want any negative stories, negative vibes coming with this team. Um, but yeah, Quinn, Quinn will get paid. So to all the fans rushing and, and getting impatient, like it'll get done. Um, as long as this doesn't turn into a Darrell Revis situation, I am, I am perfectly fine. Agreed, bro. So I'm, I'm actually just following right before we wrap up, I'm following the, uh, the NBA draft lottery. Uh, it looks like the Portland Trailblazers may be in the mix for the number one overall. Did they get the second pick? Because I saw that they were in the top. Yep. All right. So the top three order in the NBA wow. draft is San Antonio wins the Victor <laughs> Webinyama. I hope I'm saying that correctly. Sweepstakes. Charlotte will get Scoot Henderson to pair with LaMelo Ball, we think. And then Portland will get Brandon Miller, likely out of Alabama. Now, what does this mean for Damian Lillard's future in Portland? Who knows? Maybe he's playing at the Garden next year. I don't think maybe he will Definitely be playing not. at Barclays next year, but I don't know. I might be wanting to uh, to <laughs> stay the course. And this is another thing, too. It's like these people got to understand, like, we are Jet fans here. Like, I don't complain about players. Like, if uh, the Hall of Fame quarterback, as long as we have him, I think it'll it'll work out. But, I mean, I'm sorry, man. I'm a fan of the team and not individual players with this whole Quinn and Williams thing. And people need to understand. It's Jets first, man. And it's always – it's the team first, not the players. Yep, definitely agree with that. And uh, man, who who would have thought that the San Antonio Spurs get another generational talent? I yep, can't would have been. It. it would have been exciting to see him with uh, with what's his name, uh, Damian Lillard in Portland. Would have been exciting to see him with James Harden in Houston, if you because you know he's going back there. I think so at least. But Houston, Orlando, like an, they, another they were, they were some interesting spots, yeah. Another guy that just I Durant, <laughs> Harden, and and Kyrie, man, what did they accomplish at the end of the day? <laughs> and that's another thing; it's tough. Like I'm a fan of the team too. Like I, I'm not wishing Durant well. I'm sorry. Like we own all those first round picks. Like I'm sorry. Like I'm not wishing them well. Like I'm hoping that they're the freaking lottery every single year. You know? <laughs> Jeez, it's my team you're, first. You're a, you're a diehard. That's that's, that's what I'm saying. Like we, uh, it's like these people. Like I, I'm sorry. Like Durant has had a great career. 
hopefully he demands another trade to another team, I guess. <laughs> like, I'm not wishing for him to get hurt by any means, but it's always the team first. And, uh, yeah, so it looks like the Spurs will get this uh, this Webinyama guy. Can't believe it. Yeah, man. And the Knicks will not be picking in the first round, in we case you're curious. Be. I saw that. We missed the, by the, one play. The Mavericks should be stripped of that selection. I I mean, listen, man. They they clearly tanked. It's uh, it's unfortunate because how do you have Luca and and Kyrie and and not even make the play in? And we saw two two playing teams right now in the conference finals. So it's it's just a joke. But you well, know, the what? super team era is ending in basketball. I think we're it we're is. pretty. I'm I'm loving it. We're pretty past that. I I just don't think you can fund a a full fledged team anymore with the super team. It's just two or three two or three stars and guys on veterans minimum deals. It's, it's just not it's not cutting it unless you have Clay Thompson in his prime and Steph Curry in his prime and Durant. I mean, those three are the best stars that are ever going to play on a basketball court. You know what I'm saying? So, and of course they were the Heat days, but then the the when the Heat were at their peak the league was so different they haven't caught on to this whole there was no other super team out there you know what i'm (laughs) saying so yeah man basketball and then our baseball teams are a disaster so what a joke what are you gonna what what are you gonna do it's almost football (laughs) season it's almost it's almost football season people uh so yeah man yes indeed That'll that'll do it for tonight, folks. Please leave us that five star review. Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast, subscribe, follow, and hit us up at Jetsway Podcast on Twitter. Some exciting stuff coming soon to the program and other things uh, relating to the Jetsway. And thank you all for listening. Have a great night. As always, go, go Jets. Jets.